think the youth energy is something important to capture, you know? Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for the first episode of Establish, a new podcast brought to you by Shake Up the Establishment. We are so, so excited to be bringing you this series where we're going to be opening a dialogue with climate justice leaders, community activists, and you'll get to hear from some of the awesome volunteers that we have at Shake Up the Establishment. I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that Shake Up the Establishment as a youth-led, registered, national nonpartisan nonprofit organization that operates within the geographical confines of what is currently known as Canada, but what is referred to by its first peoples as Turtle Island. Indigenous peoples have inhabited Turtle Island for over 10,000 years and were the sole inhabitants less than 500 years ago. We acknowledge that our address resides on Treaty 3 land and is the traditional territory of the Erie, Neutral, Huron-Wendat, Haudenosaunee, and Mississauga's peoples. Turtle Island is still home to many indigenous peoples, and we at Suit are thankful to be able to live, learn, and work on this territory, whilst continuing to create meaningful change for the climate justice movement. Let's get started. Uh, my name is Rose, and today I'm joined by three of Suit's amazing leaders who, if you've been following us for a little while now, you may be familiar with them. Uh, we've got Manvi Bala today, who's our president and co-founder. We're also joined by Samantha Casey, our capable chief development officer, and Stephanie Rosen, the incredible director of funding and outreach. This episode is going to be touching upon Suit's origins as a grassroots organization, as well as giving you a little bit more background of everything that we've got coming up and some of the awesome work we've done thus far. April 24th, today, is actually the organization's second founding birthday, if you will, which is so exciting. Yeah, we're no longer we're in infancy. Yeah, we're now officially a toddler, which is good because we're trying to like walk and run with all of this stuff that we're doing. Yeah, we're in our Ooh. troubled twos. We're going to cause some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I is it too, like the age or maybe um i have no idea because i'm definitely not a child youth expert but isn't too like the the age when you start saying like no to everything and asking why that feels like oddly fitting and i love that so i'm going to use that as a kickoff for maybe to let us know suits origins tell us more about the organization and how everything got started yeah end of april 2019 shall i shall i take y'all back well three of us were a part of a club called oxygen at guelph and we'd been involved in so many on-campus initiatives, like all four of us. And we were just a really extracurricular bunch, particularly myself. I've been community organizing for over 10 years now or 11 years now, I don't even know. And I just missed organizing immediately after I graduated. And I was just like, okay, hey guys, what's next? So basically we just had these conversations and the issue that was most pressing to me and had become over the years, had become the most pressing issue was climate change. And then we just kind of had these conversations. And actually the, the real origin of suit is I was on a flight with my mom coming back from Iceland and I yelled at her for three hours and I love my mother. She's a part of suit and she's very woke, but we had a, we had a disagreement about like who to vote for or like something about like the platforms and it was just such a small disagreement. My mom and I, we escalate things a lot, but like we love each other so we can talk at very high voices and be like, no, you're stupid, but we, we still love each other. And so this like whole flight we were arguing and then the whole argument was about like something about like how political parties like spin 
their platforms. And I was like, the like iconic thing that I said to my mother was, uh, I'm going to make you a nonpartisan like comparison chart. And I like, we like left the airport. <laughs> so I came back to my place in Guelph with my roommates. And that's when I started having these conversations with my friends. And that's when on this couch, we were just having a very chill hang. And I was just like bothering people with political discourse. And they were like, we don't really know either. Or we had some thoughts, I guess. And we went back and forth. And then I knew I couldn't do it alone. I just didn't have the capacity or maybe the confidence, I would say. I definitely lacked that. And I just needed support and they were amazing. And we did the iteration of suit around the federal election with like the nonpartisan political party comparison chart, blah, 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 which was so wonderful. Like so many cool collabs came out of that friendships, like Peyton Mitchell shout out from, you know, Climate Strike Canada and then Patagonia and like Matt Brown reached out. So many people got in touch because they liked it and like, this guy was reporter Carl Meyer was really the one who brought suit. He made suit because he, I sent press releases out. I'd never done that before. And the night before the website launched, I sent press releases out. So I sent the press release out at 8 PM and he replies and he's like, can I interview you? And at like, or some like 9 PM on a Sunday. And I was like, sure. And he's like, can I get a preview of the website? We hadn't made the website yet. We were, I don't even know what we were planning to do that. It was like a very classic, like, undergraduate student school assignment 11 59 p.m we actually pulled an all-nighter it was mostly taro and i um who was one of the one of the founders with me of the original version of suit not the incorporated version um and if we pulled a complete all-nighter we were up from that interview till 8 a.m and 8 30 a.m and that's when we went to sleep we even did a midnight mcdonald's run because we needed to get coffee because we just like couldn't make it um we made the whole website in one night and then sent Carl Meyer the, the screenshot um, like at 8.30 and then I and then I fell asleep on a futon. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but then, yeah, then his article kind of made the, the website go viral. So big love to Carl for believing in us <laughs> with my weird ass press release that worked. And then and then, yeah, we had a great run until the election in, the, in October and then end of October, people were really overwhelmed. Like the original group did not sign up for anything more than the chart. So all these collabs and all these like interesting events and all these young people coming out to meet us, I was like shocked. Uh, I was like, I am not interesting enough to for you to drive from Mississauga to meet me in downtown Toronto. But I was like, cool, this is so wonderful. Let's do this. And then we we kept doing it. And then we took a break uh, November to January and thought everyone go rest and we'll think about what if we're going to keep doing this, if we're not going to keep doing this, but in the months that we were on pause, we called it a hiatus. And we were just like, most of the people either decided either of the original team, I think it's just me and Tina at this point, and Jenea, who's my co-founder. Um, we incorporated in Feb because we wanted to be able to apply to some of the bigger grants that are inaccessible. And that's when my mother came in. She was such a big help. Um, she's a big believer in supporting young women doing whatever they want to do. So she's always just like blindly supports anything I say, which is wonderful. She was just like, this is a crazy idea, but let's do it. And then, yeah, and then Feb we incorporated, but then in Feb we incorporated with a version of suit that I wasn't happy with at all. And it was super like, more so I think the processes took so long that we decided we were like very tired and went with the version of suit that we were in October. And that's not the suit that we really wanted to create. So then Jenea, my mom and I really had conversations with our current team, all of you guys on this call and then others. And we came up by I think end of May or and maybe even earlier, I don't remember the exact timeline now, but end of May, I think beginning of June, we like relaunched suit 
as like a justice oriented organization, which is really what we wanted from the, from the start. But those incorporation processes take like the life out of you. So we didn't really, we just didn't give it as much thought as we should have when we first like did it. We were just trying to get through. But um, I think as young, as young people, you live and you learn. So that's like the basic story, I would say. I know it was very detailed. I have ADHD, so I'm never not going to go into all the details. But um, but yeah, I think that gives everybody a good idea of where we are and how we got here. That's awesome. That's such a cool, just grassroots story. And for anybody listening, you can do that too, guys. Like, use your passions, follow it. Go talk about things with your friends. You can actually pursue it. Like, people do it. It happens. And you never know the kind of influence that you're going to make. So yeah. that's that's really awesome. And then I guess with the transition to the uh, climate justice and the social justice aspect that we've made, we've been doing some really cool projects and applying to some really awesome grants. So I'm going to I'm gonna throw it over to, to Sam and Steph if you want to elaborate more on that, because these are the two girls that have been behind driving this force with our grants and our outreach and huge shout out to the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rose. And yeah, thanks maybe for that overview of Suit. Honestly, I love hearing it. Every time you share about this, like the story of Suit, it just, I don't know, it's so, um, it's so inspiring. And it kind of just reminds you of like why we're, like why we're here and, and the transformation it's gone through. Cause we, cause it really is still a, such a new organization, but um, yeah, it's pretty incredible to look back and see like all that we've done over the past even year. Like we've been through a global pandemic, still in a global pandemic. And yet we've, I think, become closer than ever as like an organization, like all of our members, um, which I think is a huge part of Soup too. It has really kind of created that community um, with really cool youth climate activists. I'm excited for this podcast to be able to kind of show the conversations that we have on a regular basis behind the scenes um, and kind of give people that look. Um, but going on to kind of some of the neat things that we've done. I mean, last summer was was really fun. Um, I think the word was pivot that I'll, I'll use. I think we pivoted like pretty hard because um, we were so ready. Like um, I remember Stephanie came on our team. We were like ready for like in-person events. We were like getting ready. We're like, oh my goodness, we're going to be everywhere. Like suits going to be all these events you're gonna see us can't wait to talk to all these people um tell them all about our work and then the pandemic hit and we were like how on earth are we gonna like mobilize people virtually like what's going on and we're all like what's happening um but I mean that's kind of also the neat thing about youth climate the youth climate movement because it's so online I think the virtual thing of it if anything has just accelerated the youth climate movement um with slack like <laughs> you can get so much done on slack um our slack game like I, I always love watching the emails come in I get them on Monday morning of our slack like weekly highlights and the amount of messages we send and like the dms and the group chat messages it's pretty it's pretty fun to see um but yeah we definitely pivoted to the, this virtual space and like this kind of reality because we were like how are we going to engage people on this topic especially now more than ever I think we were we were seeing kind of all the like inequalities and the and the, the social issues and the justice issues that were coming as the pandemic was kind of revealing them and we were just like oh this is perfect because this is a perfect time to show how those links so so well to climate change we are, we are living in two crises right now and so we have uh, pivoted <laughs> to online. So last summer we ended up running Movers and Shakers, which was really fun. And I have to give a huge shout out to Stephanie because I don't know how I would ever would have done it without her. Um, it was really cool. We had like 
30 youth from like across what is currently Canada um, come together and we did a bunch of like mentorship sessions with other really cool youth and like really cool um, working professionals doing a ton of stuff like um, shout out to like Dylan from Water First, um, Alina from Youth for Nature, uh, so many cool people like I still think about a lot of those conversations and a lot of those like points too so it was a huge thing for I think all of us at suit was just hearing about the other really cool work happening um, and creating those connections uh, but Movers and Shakers was awesome yeah we met Dr. Dr. Waldron, that was so amazing. We had Dr. Waldron on. Uh, Dr. Waldron came and gave a, a kind of like a private talk to all the people in the Movers and Shakers program, which was super fun. Um, it was just such a, a kind of impactful way because it was be able to kind of create that virtual community um, in a time when we were obviously more distant than ever um, with people across the country. So that was really um, fantastic. And we now are in touch with still a lot of them or a lot of them joined Shake of the Establishment. So quite a few of our members joined after movers and shakers. Um, it was really fun. And we have to give a huge shout out to, um, it was a rising youth grant through taking a global and the Canadian service corps that we were able to fund that. So um, like, our, like the participants got like cool climate justice and social justice books um there's just tons of really good conversations and a lot of like communicating happening which is always what we want to see uh we are turning it into an event series this summer so this summer it will be more of an open call for people to attend now that it's been a full year into the pandemic I think now that more than ever we do need to keep those conversations going and and keep our energy high which I think we get out of all the events we have with other youth uh, but I'll pass off to Steph, who we can maybe share a bit more. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. Uh, thanks so much for sharing a little bit about our Movers and Shakers program. It was definitely a highlight of my last summer, and I'm really looking forward to Movers and Shakers this summer, which I think it's so important to mention will incorporate our Active Learning Club. Essentially, what our Active Learning Club is, is a set of resources uh, on specific topics that enable our readers and also our team members to have those uncomfortable yet so important conversations uh, across a variety of social justice issues. So I'm really excited. I think that's going to be a really core component of our Movers and Shakers program this summer. When we transitioned to a more justice-oriented organization, the opportunities became endless. We had so many other organizations reaching out to us and they were uh, we were excited, but also others were so excited about what we were doing. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is we were actually invited to be a part of the National Anti-Environmental Racism Coalition led by Dr. Ingrid Waldron. And that's just been such an amazing space to amplify initiatives that other organizations are doing. And Dr. Ingrid Waldron has done such amazing work and to be able to amplify her initiatives among so many other organizations that are working on pressing topics such as environmental racism has, racism has been such an amazing opportunity. So yeah, when we transitioned to climate justice, it was amazing for us, but also uh, so many other organizations seem to vibe with what we were uh, what we were putting out and how we transitioned to such an important issue. Listening to you guys talk about all these like incredible initiatives and the things that you've worked on and what you enjoyed, that's got me. I'm going to leave some space here. I want to talk to other members. We've got like, what, 33 members of SUIT now, awesome team members that are all volunteering their time. Um, way more than they are asked to do. It's incredible. Everybody goes above and beyond. So 
just leaving some space here for us to hear from some people in the rest of the departments and you can hear a little bit more about who's in suit and what they've been working on and what they love about being part of the organization. My name is Rachel and I'm a researcher on the politics team. I love being a part of SOUP because I get to work with so many passionate people from coast to coast on important issues surrounding climate justice. Hi, I'm Erin. I'm part of the communications department here at SOUP as a marketing and communications assistant. I love being a part of this organization because I get to work with passionate, like-minded people who care about environmental justice. Hi, my name is Arisha and I'm the Politics Research Manager at Shake Up the Establishment. I find SUIT to be a safe space for me to share my ideas and I feel recognized and belonged. SUIT has done an incredible job opening up exciting opportunities for us to interact with the climate change movement. I have to say, they're really shaking things up. So while the rest of this podcast is going to be really focused, you're going to hear about lots of interesting topics related to climate, climate justice. We're, we're, we're taking this one a little, a little back, keeping it a little more casual, just chatting. And okay, somebody tell me how you deal with environment, like with activism burnout, and I guess, feeling overwhelmed by the current situation and being able to stay motivated as an activist, as a youth activist. How do you, how do you handle it yourself? How do you do it? I just feel like you have to laugh about it. You have to laugh about it. There's no way out unless you laugh about it. It sucks. Everything sucks. Part of that is probably because uh, most of the year I'm depressed. So maybe it's easier for me to like laugh at stuff. But um, but I just think you have to laugh and you have to make time for joy or you're never going to want to do this work. I have definitely quote unquote quit so many times. I hate activism really. I think we shouldn't need it, but I do community organizing because I love community. I love community building. I love supporting community where policy fails to do so and centering community and joy can make this a better space to be in. Otherwise, why do you want to work in spaces that are oppressive or adding to existing, you know, like we already live in a capitalist society. We don't need organizing to be another version of that yeah so it shouldn't be work it shouldn't have to be work at all well and you're doing it voluntarily if you're not feeding into the nonprofit industrial complex i believe in ethically compensating people for their time and efforts but there's also a role for allies to play if you are privileged enough for example like myself i've always said this when i was growing up we had no money but when we came into when i came into a position in my life where i was privileged enough to be able to volunteer my time that's that's a way that i perform distributive justice so absolutely I'm going to volunteer my time I do I do take in money when there's things that I'm doing that are like like EDI stuff because I'm like whoa you can pay me for that but if it's for young people if it's for women if it's for BIPOC if it's for LGBTQ2 spirit plus if it's for historically oppressed groups I'm doing it for free that's my form of distributive justice I can't always donate money so I donate time but I also think like in those spaces you don't have to be sad all the time so you can definitely And that's why we have a channel. We have so many channels. We have one channel called Positive Vibes. We just share stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I think it keeps the morale up. Definitely agree. Like, and as youth, like we're not always in the position where we are able to donate our money to causes. And I I know money talks because capitalism, but 
like we're not in those spaces necessarily to be able to do that. So you're right, being able to donate your time to groups where you're redistributing justice and redistributing the wealth, that that's so great. But sharing those positive things and like having those like just a happy-go-lucky and funny, stupid things that you share that kind of just lighten the mood and remind you about why you're doing it and not just having like the heavy injustices weigh on you is so important, especially when you're starting out as a youth youth activist. I know when I first joined the space, like, yeah, I, I got involved. I was an act I wouldn't call myself an activist though, but I was I was involved and I was aware and joining suit and the rest of you and the team really highlighted like how balanced you have to take this. Like if you need a week, take a break. Like let your mind relax for a second. You don't have to have this be heavy on you all the time. And saying that with privilege because I can, I can say that, but also acknowledging like how can I help those who maybe don't have the privilege of not having it weigh on them? Finding the meaningful activities that that we can do as an organization, but making them fun. Specifically, I remember handwriting 30 Valentines for our Valentine's Day fundraiser. And it, honestly, it was so much fun because I knew it was for a good cause. And and a team member had designed the Valentines and we were sending them out to people who wanted to support us. And so to others, it may have seemed like work, but for me, it was just the time of my life. I remember, you know, just sitting for hours, just like writing um, some Valentines. And um, yeah, it was just, it was so great. So finding those activities that as an organization that you actually want to do and find joy in, it just, it makes a world of difference. So. Uh, and we definitely do that at SUIT, making sure our volunteers are, are doing things that they're passionate about. Yeah, I just want to jump off and say thank you so much to Stephanie for sending all of those out and then resending the ones that got lost out. She is the bread and butter of the web store. <laughs> and so is Sam, because Sam, <laughs> Stephanie commented just so people don't people don't have the chat. She said, I actually loved it. She's being honest. She actually, <laughs> she posts like small business inspo photos in our positive vibes <laughs> Slack. Yeah, I'm exposing you, Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> she would like do like a flat lay. <laughs> like gorgeous <laughs> we were so proud and she has the neatest handwriting so when it came down to it I have the messiest and it was not going to happen I was willing to, to spend the time but I was just like yeah it's just not going to happen so um thank you so much Stephanie for that and also for Sam and you to for like mailing everything out all the time if you order something it comes through their loving hands so go go get something <laughs> so they can send it to you yeah, the coolest slow embroidered or slow fashion hand embroidered sweaters for my BFF saffron and I want to buy one but they're literally there's only three and I feel like I already have so much suit merch like I I don't know I feel like we should spread the love and I also think that like they're like collector's items almost like I want to like they're gorgeous um but yeah just a shout out to to that as well talked about the, the suit pivot or reform or whatever and there is these very critical conversations we were having at like at suit which was like who deserves to be in leadership and who doesn't and everybody else was kind of like I will do whatever I need to do to support and amplify and John and Sam and Tina and I, I don't know why it took so long to say the exec we were all like we would step down if somebody better needed to come into place and that's how the board decided who was going to be the exec because um 
everybody it wasn't it wasn't to say people need to quit but i think real allyship is knowing like what you can offer and then knowing that there's spaces for other people and john was the first one though that said it i definitely he said it before i even conceptualized it um because we were given a week to think about um, our positionality in leadership within the organization and to see like what we want to see for the future of suit, even including of us and outside of us. And he was the first, he just messaged, I think he messaged me um, right away. And he was like, I don't even need to think about it. Like, I'm happy to just be demoted. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> it's not your lucky day there because you're also one of the only people that can do every single thing. You are the biggest support ally. He does everything. He's such a good, he's a model ally. So I feel so safe being a woman of color working with John. So big love to John uh, for doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true though. Um, Yeah, John, huge shout out to, to John. But but also yeah there's so many cool people that have just gravitated to shake up the establishment too which has been so cool like we have a really cool welcome to slack channel on the shake of the establishments like slack and oh my goodness the people in this organization are so cool like i always read people's bios and i'm like oh my goodness like these are people i would never have met if i wasn't part of shake of the establishment but like they're the coolest people ever um and i think that's what's really neat about shake of the establishment too back okay i guess it's kind of back to the burnout piece but also just how, how neat everyone is but yeah it is it's having like so many people that have different roles in the climate movement working so well together is so important and i think people being like self-aware of like the space they're taking up and like and that as well as being is being huge at shake up the establishment and too like with suit i think um a huge reason that i love it and like why why i stay and like and like love it here so much is is yeah everyone's just having those really critical conversations but then also like vibing and laughing and and connecting with each other and and seeing each other for the amazing work that they do and um and it's like holding each other accountable but and in that way creating community with each other which is just super fun um and it's such a cool space I'm like i wish we i wish we i wish a lot of the things that we were doing were in kind of like everywhere like i wish like positionality statements, like when new members come on, and I guess this will be something if you are looking to join Shake the Establishment, but like creating a positionality statement, which um, was a huge thing. I know maybe you were like instrumental in, in having those created and in, in, in a huge part of our onboarding, but like that's something so um, incredible now because it's something that everyone has to go forward with. So whenever they're in other spaces, they can like think back like, oh, well, like in Shake the Establishment, we, we've like done these and we see each other's and it's just such a great way to like connect. Um, but yeah, so much cool stuff's happening and so many cool people at Sue. I can't, I can't get over it. Like, gotta work with the coolest people. Yeah, I also want to say you mentioned like building community and like that. I think I know that it's our public values, but we we always reflect inward before we do outward. Like at Sue, so if our four values are like youth led, nonpartisan, um, community centered, and evidence informed. Um, but yeah, no, I think what's really important, Sam, like you said, is community centered. So we really, 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 really work on uh, our relationships with each other so much. And I think that's so important. And so I guess one of the things that I'll leak, I don't know why I'm like leaking all the secrets, but <laughs> we literally play, we're not really strangers in our director's meetings every week. Like we always kick off with, with at least like one question or whatever, because we think it's so important to just like build that. Like, how can you, you're working with somebody you've never actually met in person. You've never had opportunities to hang out with them. Like every meeting is an opportunity to build a connection and it's crazy how much 
we can learn about people and that improves our work with them almost because then if I'm having a bad day and I don't have the emotional capacity to write like five nice things before I give feedback, they know that I don't hate them. It's just, I'm tired and we can hold space for people's like work and emotional and mental boundaries and, and all those all those good things. So it's just, it's good to know the people you work with and to treat them like family. Like we always refer to the organization team members as like family. Um, and I think that that is what I'm most proud of. I gave an interview um, for a podcast. So not, not this one, but for a podcast for young people, I think a couple of weeks ago or last week. And they asked me, what is the thing that I'm most proud of? And I was like the work culture at suit. Like I've never said, I was the quickest answer I ever gave. I was like, and they were like, not any of the other. I was like, literally nothing else. Like this is the biggest thing that I'm most proud of. And something that we work on every day, we are always working on improving it. It's never perfect. But as long as that conversation and communication, like is open and happening and transparency is happening and we're centering love, then like, it's so great. It's such a great place to be. Why would you ever not want to be in this weird virtual workspace? Um, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Following up with that, maybe I think that's so important. It's just such a, a safe and just enjoyable space to be in, but also the amount of experience that myself and among other youth have gained from being a part of this organization is just crazy. I'm pretty sure I would have just like, I could have like a suit resume. It would just be like three pages based on all the stuff I've done at suit as a part of the organization. And I think that's so important because we're also giving so many people um, a chance to do cool things, um, to manage websites and manage social media and apply for federal grants. Um, so it's just such an amazing opportunity for all our volunteers as well. And I think it's so amazing that we have that uh, environment as a part of suit. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And I'm going to give another shout out to, to Stephanie. And I feel like this is this podcast episode has become a warm and fuzzy, um, an oral warm and fuzzy. Um, but no, it's so true. This uh, shake the establishment, like I've grown so much, I, I think in terms of like my leadership skills and what I've learned and unlearned. And then, and then too, yeah, like the, the opportunities and things that you take on. And I think this goes to, yeah, even just like youth climate groups and organizations, like we do grant applications and like they're huge and it's like all of us working together putting in like these massive massive grants like Stephanie we throw you on the budget and you get it done but you would have thought you were an accountant <laughs> like an accounting major but here you are just working away and yeah it's it's incredible to see like in like what people are capable of or even like Stephanie having the opportunity to like run like um run our web store like when else would you be able to say that you've done that or like know that you like doing that um, if it wasn't for volunteering and getting involved with suit, yeah, literally a small business boss right there. Yeah, Stephanie is literally the one running the web store. Um, it's it's awesome. But yeah, no, there's so many cool things. I think that's also what's really neat about Shake of the Establishment is like the flexibility too. Like we obviously, as long as it stays in line with our mandate and, and, and our vision, um, but there's so many new things where it's like we find grants and we're like, okay, like, so what project are we going to do for this? And like, we have the ability to like, think and like bring our own solutions and like these really cool youth-led solutions um we're not super rigid and 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 um rigid and and i don't even know what the word would be but i guess rigid <laughs> sums it up nicely there which is really fun because i think we have so much um ability for people to bring in like their own passions and interests because i think that really speaks to to climate justice there is so many intersections so, like we have people that are really interested in public health so, like we're applying for public health grants and, like that lens is being brought in or like people are really interested in biodiversity conservation and they're like we're in no we're doing really cool stuff in biodiversity conservation 
So yeah, it's just a really cool space uh, to be in because there is that opportunity, which is really fun. We're not just, we're not just like a climate organization. We're, we're like all of these really cool um, different intersections. So yeah, it's been super sick. But yeah, I would definitely want to give a huge shout out to Stephanie because the many times we've thrown her on the grant, <laughs> being like, by the way, this is due to like tomorrow. Finish this massive grant, thanks. Which is awesome. Um, and so many of their members, it's been super fun. Yeah, I thanks for the shout out, everyone. I feel the need to shout out everyone here as well, because honestly, um, Sam and Rose and Mamby and so many other people um, have been instrumental in just creating that positive work environment that I want to be a part of. And the amount of hours they have put into making sure volunteers are supported and and that this organization is a place that people want to be. I just feel like they need infinite shout outs. So I just want to put that out there. I also think too, something that Stephanie and I have had conversations, not to expose our DMs, Stephanie, <laughs> I'm exposing a lot. I just think it's important to be transparent too. We've had some great conversations about like young people in leadership. Like, I don't want to like, I'm, I, I know we've used the word pivot. It's become like the, the, the word of this, maybe the title should be, <laughs> um, but um no, Steph, you and I have had some great conversations too about like the imposter syndrome that's so real in spaces and like something that I told Stephanie and maybe Steph, you can comment on kind of your interpretation and maybe your thoughts as well as being on the other end of my spiels. <laughs> um, someone needs to shut me up. But um, no, I always say I'm like, well, if we follow the same models that corporate structures follow or institutional structures follow where there is a precedence and a hierarchy and like this preference given to people with institutional degrees or age or experience, we're never going to build the future because the thing that builds the future is passion. You know, you can become an expert in anything. You just have to go, to, you just have to learn about it. Um, you know, you have to dedicate time, effort, energy, and that's all fueled by your, your intrinsic motivation, your passion, you know, um, volunteering in and of itself is completely internally motivated if it's meaningful because you know as long as you're doing it for the right reasons you're doing it because you want to do it and you're always open to learning you're always open to engaging um and that's the kind of screening we do it too anyone is welcome in our space if they're actually here to contribute to the movement you know and get us to a point where we no longer need spaces like this so so stringently where we can we won't depend on spaces like this existing we can just exist and have spaces like this but um something that people often feel in organizations is that in order to seem legit, we need to have the most qualified people in charge. We need to have people with institutional degrees, experience, CVs on CVs, references. We don't do any of that. We don't care. You know, as long as you're ready to learn and ready to be in our space. Yeah, absolutely. That's something I definitely learned. And I think that's um, you know, I definitely had big imposter syndrome when I was taking on more responsibility. And I was like, oh, there's definitely someone that could better um, do the role that I'm doing right now. But I think that's just, um, that's what SUIT has embodied is youth development and making sure that we can diminish that imposter syndrome as best as possible. And especially being a volunteer organization, um, it's so important that we value the passion that people bring in over their experience. And if you get the, if you get the right amount of passion, we can do anyone. And yes, exactly. Now I'm an accountant and a small business owner. Um, so who knows what's next in store for me, but yeah, it's just so important that we value passion over that um, institutional experience. And I think that's definitely something we've reflected in our recruitment practices as well. 
Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. Passion over experience. <laughs> I think that also lends into like that concept that we talk about a lot is like, we're here working to not have to work anymore. Like we're not, do we're not here for a long-term job where we want to not have to do this type of work anymore. So like that passion and youth bringing that in and into the space is really helps drive this forward. And then we hope sooner than later, we no longer need to, yeah, we're here for a, not a long time, but here for a good time. Exactly. I think <laughs> That's what this work should be. I was going to say, we should, we should just quote every Tinder boy. You can bleep that, right? Uh, we can just, uh, if Sue was on Tinder, our bio would definitely be here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, and other people have cool ideas for us to hashtag connect with other people in the community we would love that if other than tiktok too if there's any cool ideas projects grants email outreach at shakeupthestab.org yeah yeah reach out let us know like for anything that we could work on if you think we could have an awesome collaboration or a partnership even if there's just something you want to hear us talk about in future podcast episodes like we're just riding this train. This is so flexible. We want to know there's going to be space on our website and you can tell us what you want to hear about, like who you want to hear us talk to. If there's a specific topic you want to hear us address, let us know that. Maybe you want to be on our podcast. Let us know what you'd like to hear about and then think bigger. Think how we can collaborate. What grants can we work on together? What would you like, what work do you want to see us do? This is a community organization and you can still be a participant, even if you're not a direct volunteer of SUIT, which you're welcome to become, apply. We still want to hear what you think. We still want you to be a part of everything that we're doing. Um, I was going to say too, on that note, it would be interesting to like, as we probably begin to wrap up, hear about like where we want to go like <laughs> I don't know why I said that's so weird but yeah where we want to go and like what we envision or what we can what people can expect I guess in the next in this year I don't we don't plan that far ahead people are always like what are your quarterly goals and I'm like this week we are doing this <laughs> next week I don't know we're trying to make it we're just trying to make it we're all young people just trying to yeah to quote Samantha Casey in this zoom chat survive <laughs> um, because life's a life's a toughie but um would love to hear from other people what everyone's like fave thing that they want to see happen this year that we know of so far is or maybe something that we have planned if we want to tease uh anything um i can go and then i will i will pass it off but i was gonna say one thing i mean i'd love to see more of is more grant acceptances i think we'll definitely be putting in more grants um, we've gotten, and I don't want to spill the, the beans, so Alex, maybe Steph can spill it, or we'll just put that as a tease, um, for a future, maybe podcast episode, we'll explain a bit more about something really fun coming up in the future, the yeah, more grant acceptances, because I think other youth climate orgs and youth organizations in general can relate to the, the feeling of putting in so many, org so many grant applications, um, so we'll definitely be putting in more, hopefully getting more acceptances because those acceptance emails hit different. <laughs> the celebration, the virtual celebration hits different. Um, so we'll definitely be doing more of those. And again, another plug to Movers and Shakers. There's something really fun to look forward to um, later this summer. And again, that's a great opportunity if you are part of an organization and you're like, hey, we want to do something this summer and we need more capacity you just want to collaborate uh we're definitely open to collaborations for that so definitely reach out to us 
Um, and yeah, I think that'll be kind of what I'm looking forward to for the rest of the year in terms of development. And then again, also with our web store, <laughs> we'll be having more stuff on there. We have some cool stuff. Um, I will drop it. This will be a secret drop here for the people listening to this podcast, but we will have something really fun coming up uh, soon called Shakers and Makers, uh, which will be a super cool initiative uh, that involves our web store and supporting local uh, creators and artists. Um, an artisan so definitely something to look forward to I think that's uh that's probably gonna be something I'm super looking forward to my bank account probably not so much because I do have a hard time not buying everything we make um but yeah that's what I'm looking forward to I'll pass it off to, to Rose or Steph to follow I can jump in I've a few awesome things coming out of the research department we've got our political research team working on some really helpful primers I know there's been buzz about upcoming elections so don't you worry we are on it um, linking right back to the beginning of suit like charts and tables that really outline we're making more primers we're gonna get keep you in the know not get you keep you in the know you're gonna know everything there is about nonpartisan climate and social justice coming into this next election whenever that may be and we've also got this really awesome we're starting our own research like I think it's our suits first ever primary research project we're working on carbon pricing carbon offsets um, I think by the time this publishes, that survey is going to be out. It's called Carbon Knowledge Series. Shout out to Akasha, whose idea it was, and she's really been driving it home. Yeah, I'm really excited for the summer as well, Movers and Shakers. I'm just trying to think of all the amazing things. I think one part, um, yeah, as Sam said, not to spill the beans, but we did get a, a grant acceptance, which was so amazing. I remember telling my mom, and she was like, oh, yeah, congrats. And then I saw the channel and Sue, and everyone was like, ah! screaming and it was uh yeah um so suit is just so excited about those grant acceptances but we're looking at expanding the podcast and supporting initiatives in the green belt and so that we can kind of teach folks and youth and, and get more people involved about visiting the green belt and and why it's so important so just as a, a cute fyi for for that project coming up <laughs> I think I'm most excited. I'm so surprised no one has mentioned this yet. I feel like I was sitting on a secret, but I'm not. Oh, I am. Technically, we haven't told anybody publicly about it. So I guess I don't know if I should. I'm just going to say it and like we can cut this out, right? If we don't want to keep it, we'll cut it out. But if we keep it in, if, you, if you're hearing this and we kept it in, you know. Um, okay, Sam says drop it like it's hot. I'm going to drop it. We have a cool, amazing project coming out uh, called Writing History you have to go follow the Instagram. If you've heard this and we decide to keep it in, you have to go. It's an imperative to go follow at writing history, but like it's spelled R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G history on Instagram. Um, no, but writing history is our love child and it is launching. I don't know what else to say. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I should just leave it at that. I won't say anything more about writing history. I think I've already said more than enough. So go check out writing history on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, it's going to be live soon. There's probably be a countdown clock or something because we haven't officially figured everything out yet, but that's how things work. So soon we will figure our shit out and you will also be a part of it. So just go follow. When you think establish, what do you think? I think in Slack, we had like the 50, 50 millionth channel we've made for a specific topic. <laughs> it was called like, it was like project podcast. Should we rebrand the name? Like, 
I don't know or something. The title was very long because <laughs> we're at the point now where we have so many channels for specific things. We have to be extremely specific. And I'm pretty sure Rose, you made it. And it even said something like, I don't know, or like, not sure. <laughs> it said the word not sure in the title, but we had to think of a new name. We had so many cool ideas. Like I won't say the cool ideas because what if we end up doing one of them in the future? But the one we settled on was establish. And I think it was, might've been me, might've been somebody else. And somebody was like, establish. Oh, it was definitely me because I was being corny, but I was like, establish the facts, establish. I forget the other stuff that I said, but like, what do you guys think of when you hear the name? Like, why did we, why do you like that we chose this name? I think we get to, like, there's so many things that we can help establish, like, everything we do is unlearning and relearning, and we can use that information that we're taking in and our platform to, like, help establish safe spaces, help establish knowledge, help establish understanding, and just, like, there's establishing so many different areas of climate justice and climate activism um, that we can touch upon. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Rose. So many things that we can establish. I mean, it works perfectly with our organization name, Jacob, the establishment. But I think establishing so many new things, establishing a positive volunteering culture, establishing um, positive and loving relationships between volunteers, and just establishing the facts in general and making sure that we're sharing important and valuable information. Yeah, it was my number one choice. I remember on the poll on the Slack channel, I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, and yeah, I definitely remember thinking of it because it's kind of like the other side, like I guess suit really has that, that side of like shaking up the existing structures and like the existing um, establishment. And then in a new sense, kind of on the other end of that too, like creating new things. So like establishing new things. So like we're shaking it up and then building new, um, which is I think like exactly what the youth climate movement is doing is yeah, really creating creating new spaces, creating or establishing, I should say, I shouldn't say creating, establishing new spaces, establishing um, new ways of thinking, establishing new conversations um, out of, out of the old. So we're shaking it up and then, <laughs> and then establishing. Um, so yeah, it's definitely why I voted for it. Also, because it's super catchy and easy to say. So I was so for it. <laughs> um, though I do love our super long name, Shake Up the Establishment, which is very iconic and very, very much our brand. Um, I do, I do like the the shorter, the shorter word. But yeah. You can't just have, you can't just break down a system, which is what we're working to do. We got to come with solutions. We got to come with a new way to establish. Like, what's the new system we want established? I feel like that kind of ties in. Um, yeah, no, Rose, I totally agree with you. And it's interesting. I think at the core of it, what you're kind of getting at, and I love it, is is we're creating spaces for a transformative, we're making space for transformative environments. And we're, um, I think the cool thing is we're kind of moving in, we're manifesting our future. I mean, I just don't know how else to put it. You're just manifesting the world you want to live in. Let's establish that. music you hear in this episode are Greg's original compositions. Please show him some love at Greg Markov on Instagram. That's at Greg Markov on Instagram. This episode was hosted by Rose, Manby, Sam, and Steph of Shake Up the Establishment. It was edited by me, Rose Duncan, with assistance from Manby Bala and John O'Connor. We thank you for listening and
and we'll see you soon.